0: Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay podcast. This is a really special installment of the podcast because we are building up to our fourth annual Pitch Festivus event. In years past, when we had a physical location, we were based in New York City for 15 years, we used to have our annual pitch party. And having gone fully virtual as a school, we took that party Online. So now instead of a traditional holiday party, you are going to get a free pitching workshop with top faculty members at Jacob Kruger Studio. You're going to learn how to pitch from some of the best in the business, and we're going to be picking writers from the group to get to pitch their scripts and get feedback from Jacob Kruger Studio faculty members. It's all free. You have a chance to win prizes. It's super fun. And so this podcast is to help get you ready for that event because what if you get a chance to pitch? Well, I want to tell you how to prepare a great three-minute pitch. (laughs) This isn't only going to be helpful for you when pitching at pitch festivals. There are so many events like Austin Film Festival. There are countless events that culminate in these awesome pitch festival opportunities. A three minute pitch is much different than the kind of pitch that you would give if you were actually in a meeting with an executive or an agent or a manager. A lot of people call a three-minute pitch an elevator pitch, and I'd like to suggest to you that the idea of an elevator pitch is fiction, right? So the concept of an elevator pitch is, oh my God, I'm on an elevator with Martin Scorsese. He's going to floor 13. I'm going to floor two. I got a pitch in my script before we get to floor 13, right? There's this idea that, oh my God, I got to get this pitch that's so fast. Uh, When that's not really true, right? In the real world, even if you are on an elevator with Martin Scorsese, if he's interested, he's going to be like, yeah, keep talking, come walk with me, right? And the same is true in a real life environment, right? You've just been invited into a a producer's office. Now you don't want to waste their time. You don't want to wax poetic. You don't want to bore them, but no one is checking their watch going, oh sorry, that's two minutes and fifty-eight seconds, right? No no one's checking, right? It's more of a feeling. So the first thing I want to share with you is that that this is a valuable skill because pitch fests are wonderful opportunities to get attention from your script. Often from very famous people, right? It's a chance to get heard and it's a chance to practice, but it's also a little bit artificial. So I I wanna talk about how to create this kind of pitch, which is a lot different than the kind of pitching we're gonna be talking about at Pitch Festivus, right? Which is, how do you really pitch in a room? How do you pitch a producer? How do you pitch an agent? How do you pitch a manager? How do you pitch if you are scared of pitching, if you're an introvert, if you're shy? Right? How do you pitch if you're not comfortable pitching? How do you pitch without feeling like a used car salesman? We're going to talk about all that at Pitch Festivus. But today, we're going to talk about how do you make your best three-minute pitch for a festival or contest like Pitch Festivus or any of the other wonderful pitching contests out there. So here's where you want to start. You are going to have an urge to rush. You're going to have an urge to rush because three minutes seems like so little time. What I'd like to suggest to you that three minutes is a tremendous amount of time. It's actually very rare in the real world that you would talk uninterrupted for three minutes, right? Think about if you're hanging out with your friends and you just kept going on and on, Right. No, the, in the real world, our conversations are much more poppy, right? We're we're not speaking in long monologues, right? So the first thing I'd like to suggest to you is that three minutes is so much more time than you think you have. But when you start to rush and tell us to talk really quick to try to get your whole pitch and to try to squeeze it in like really I gotta get it in, when you start to do that, you completely destroy the value of the pitch right? Because sure, we heard, but did we get it? Did we care? Did we actually connect? Did it move us? Did it mean anything to us? Did it make us want to read the script? So the first thing I want to suggest to you is that your job is not to fit your whole script into a three-minute pitch. Your job is to capture the essence of the script that makes the person listening go, that sounds really freaking cool. I want to know more. I want to read it. I'm curious, right? You don't have to tell us every detail, right? In fact, you don't have time to, and it's more important actually to make time so that you can breathe, so you can pause, so that you can use the room. It's actually more important to take your time. Do you see when I just took my time, how I grabbed your attention. Whereas I'm just talking about, you're not going to hear me, right? So here's the first thing I want you to do. And it's going to go counter to everything you think, right? You're going to think that you want to rush through your introduction of yourself. Hi, I'm Jacob Kruger. Okay. Let me talk to you about writeyourscreenplay.com. No, that is not what you want to do. When people connect to your pitch, yes, they are connecting to your project, but they are also connecting to you. And there's actually so much muscle, there's so much efficiency in telling a little bit very quickly about yourself. So if I wanted to pitch you my screenwriting school, right? And I just start off and say, you know, Jacob Kruger Studio is a school. That, no, you have no connection, right? It just sounds like I'm trying to sell you something, right? But if I start off and I say, you know, I came up, Uh, as a screenwriter, and I had a lot of really powerful mentors. Uh, But the mentor who was actually the person who taught me the most about screenwriting was actually also the most damaging person in my life. And one of the reasons I created Jacob Kruger Studio is because I wanted to give new writers and emerging writers, the kind of mentorship that I needed when I was coming up, the kind that I didn't get, the kind of mentorship that actually nurtures you and grows you rather than tearing you down, right? You see, I just pitched you. I didn't tell you anything about our program. I didn't tell you how it worked. I didn't tell you the details. I just told you a truth about me, 100% true. But do you see how just sharing that little detail about being hurt by my mentor, which is 100% true, really damaging human being. I would not be the writer I am without him, um, but I would have been a much healthier person without him. Um, Just sharing that little piece with you, hopefully, you went, oh... I feel connected. I understand. I understand why this is the guy who created this goal. And the same thing is true with the script, right? If you just start by telling us just a little snippet, 10, 15 seconds about you and about why you wanted to do this, right? Now we don't feel like you're a used car salesman trying to get us in the behind the wheel, right? We feel like you are a person who is sharing something that's important. And that makes us perk our ears up. That makes us listen. That makes us care. So I want you, even though it's going to be counterintuitive, even though you're going to think it's the opposite. Oh my God, I just wasted 20 seconds. Ah, oh, my three minutes. I just wasted it. No, you didn't waste it. Because from that little piece you share about yourself, we are going to garner so much information about your script. And we're going to start, you probably started to tell yourself if you don't know us, right? You probably started to tell yourself a story about what that program might be like just for me sharing something true about me. Okay. So number one, I want you to start with something true about you. Don't Don't spend a minute and a half on it. Just tell us something that matters to you that connects to why you wrote this. And that's going to help us care emotionally. The second thing, please, please do not read your pitch. Please do not read your pitch. There are maybe a couple of rare exceptions to the rule with the thousands of pitches I've heard when I was a development executive as a writer uh, and now uh, having spent the second half of my career as a teacher. There may be a couple of people who have read their pitches and somehow succeeded in In spite of it, it's fine to have a couple of notes if you're getting lost. But when you're reading your pitch, if you're on your iPad, right, I'm not seeing your face. Or if you're looking down, right, you see you're not connecting with me, right? You're reading the iPad. You're not connecting with me. Do you see that even in a three-minute pitch as a festival, that you just lost all that connection? And even if you're smart enough to go like, oh, no problem, I'm going to put my pitch up right on my screen and I'm gonna look at the pitch and it's gonna look like I'm looking at them, you're actually losing the benefit of all the intuitive connection that actually happens when you meet somebody's eyes, right? If you're looking at your pitch, you are not looking at their eyes. And if you're not looking at their eyes, you have no idea if your words are landing. I don't want you looking at your pitch. Sure, make some notes. If you get lost, you can scan a couple of bullets if you need to, right? If you get scared, sure, that's fine. But do not read your pitch because then you lose all the valuable information that's coming from the person you're pitching. In general, in any pitch, if there are multiple people in the room, you want to first figure out who's got the most power, you want to primarily make eye contact with them, who's the decision maker, who actually has the ability to say yes. Um, If you're pitching a a contest, you want to make eye contact with each of the judges, right? You want to be reading their face. You want to be going, are they having fun? Are they bored? Are they confused, right? I I was just at Austin Film Festival where they, they do a truly wonderful pitch fest. Four of our students were finalists. One of them took third place. I was so proud of Nancy Savavi. It's amazing, right? Um, and so much of the feedback for so many of the pitches that were heard that night was like well i didn't really understand this or i didn't get this or until the end i didn't realize what you were saying and the almost every writer made the mistake they faced out and they looked at the crowd as opposed to looking at the judges if they had just looked at the judges they would have seen the confusion in the judges face and they could have slowed down they could have explained. They could have deepened. They could have paused. So if you memorize, if you read your pitch, right, you're like a freight train, right? You're going to go regardless of what's coming back at you. But real pitching is a personal interaction, right? And so look at the eyes of the people you are pitching. If you're pitching us, there are going to be two faculty members on each pitch. Look at those people make sure they're following it. Or if you're really scared, find a face in the Zoom room that you connect to. Make eye contact with them, right? Someone who's given you a lot of love, right? Because that's going to make you feel good, right? But in general, you want the information. So don't read your pitch and don't even memorize it. But do practice it. Practice it and practice it and practice it. But don't practice it in front of a mirror, because that's going to feel staged and rehearsed. Unless you are a profoundly talented actor, practicing your pitch is going to feel rehearsed and it's going to feel awkward. And again, you're going to get that freight train thing. No, this comes next. No, I say it like this. No, this is how I practiced it. I'm going to give you a little metaphor that will help you understand what I'm talking about. Um, My brother's wedding. My brother, I love to dance. My brother does not know how to dance. And he had a choreographed dance that he and his wife had worked on for months. And he was so nervous about it, right? But he had every step planned. And so everybody circled around them. We were all so proud and happy and just wanted to celebrate with them. And they began their dance. And it was a totally memorized dance. But of course, when they memorized it, they didn't know that they were going to be encircled by all these people, And so they got to the first turn and he turned her into the crowd because that's how they had practiced it. And the circle started to move to try to deal with them. And then they turned again back into the crowd and the circle started to move to try to deal with them, right? They were doing the rehearsed dance rather than reacting to what was happening in the room, right? And we loved them and it was actually fun. It's one of my favorite memories, right? But a lot of writers are like that with their pitch. They're making the audience or the judges react to them rather than just reacting to the judges and going, hey, we practice like this, but we're going like that. So how do you practice? Go to a bar Go to a free event where there are writers, like Thursday Night Writes, hang out in the breakout rooms. Practice pitching your script, but not the same way every time, a different way every time. Set a little timer to go off so you know when you hit three minutes. Start with one story for one person, start with another story for another person. Make sure they're both true, but start off with different stories pitch it in lots of different ways, practice and get used to that timer going off. So you kind of have the sense of, oh, oh, that's three minutes. So you can physically feel what three minutes is like, right? So you practice pitching with lots of different people. And what you're gonna to start to notice is, oh, when I'm pitching a Sally, I always pitch it like this. But when I'm pitching uh, a Lisa, right? I pitch it like that. You're gonna to start to realize that different kinds of people like different kinds of pitches, right? You're gonna to start to realize that you don't have one pitch in your pocket. You have you have a bunch of elements that you can hit in a lot of different ways. So you're gonna practice it. Go to a bar, go pitch your script to a bunch of distracted people, right? And you're not rushing through it. If you don't finish, that's okay, right? you're just going to share it right you're going to share it in different ways until you get comfortable and until that timer is kind of in your head okay the third element breathe this is one of the hardest elements for writers to accept breathe 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 I've heard so many pitches where the writer is literally out of breath because they have not stopped. But if you take a breath when you complete a thought, what it does is it gives the audience a moment to process the big idea you just gave them. It also gives you a moment to go, Where do I want to go next? How do I want to do this next? And finally, the breath will calm you, right? Not to mention, you guys probably noticed I'm showing you this technique, how much more authority I have when I'm not afraid to breathe how I command your attention when I let myself breathe, right? That that pause is actually your friend, okay? So breathe, complete a big thought, bang, breathe. The more nervous you get, the more you need to breathe. Okay, and that's gonna calm you. It's gonna let your audience process. And it is going to help you figure out what you want to say next. And it's going to give you more authority in the room. What more could you ask for than that? So, you're not going to memorize. You're not going to read. You are going to practice with other people, not by yourself. You're going to breathe. What's the next thing? The next thing is... I want you to know the most important elements of a verbal pitch. In a way, every pitch is just a version of that old trailer you've heard a thousand times. Now, I don't want you to use a formula, but I want you to think of these elements, right? In a world where right, one person with this dominant trait finds themselves in this incredibly ironic situation, and must overcome this impossible task before this terrible thing happens. That is the structure of literally every single trailer, and you've heard it a thousand times. That doesn't mean you should follow that formula. That means that these are the elements that you're generally building your pitch out of. It might have all of them. It might have some of them, but... You want to think about, like, what's the world? Now, if the world is New York City, you just might need to tell us New York City. If the world is New York City theater scene, that's a different world, right? If the world is the subway tunnels under New York City, you might need to tell us a little bit about what's cool about them, right? If, you're, if your world is New York City 2094, you might need to tell us a little bit about what New York City 2094 is like. And if your world is New York City... 1,000 AD, you might need to tell us a little bit about that, what that was, right? So we don't even have New York City yet. What is it, right? What was going on, right? So there might be something about the world, right? And you're trying to share, again, in a quick way. You're not every element, but what makes it cool to you? The next most important element is the who. Who's the main character, right? Who is she? Who are they? What do they like? What do they want? If we don't know this, if we don't know who are they, what are they like, what do they want, it's really challenging to then appreciate their journey. If I know she's super uptight and then she loosens up, I can feel happy. But if I don't know she's super uptight and she loosens up, that doesn't mean anything to me. If I know that she is super brave and then she becomes cowardly, well, I can cry for her, but if I don't know who she was at the start, then I can appreciate her journey. So you want to start with like who she is, how she is, but don't just say she's friendly, right? Give us something cool, something fun that helps us understand who she is. She's is like this, right? Tell us a little story about her. Tell us your first image. Tell us a little vignette. Let us know what she wants we don't know what she wants, we're not going to feel her journey. We're not going to feel your structure. So make sure you've captured what the main character wants and make sure you've captured what makes it hard, right? What makes it hard enough to sustain a movie or to sustain a series if you're pitching a TV series or a play or a novel or whatever you're pitching, right? Make sure that we know what's going to make it hard. Make sure that you hit some of the big choices she makes so that we can feel the twists and turns of her journey. What goes wrong? What ironic situations does she find herself in? What ironic consequences come out of her actions? What's the final choice she makes and why does that matter? So we want to know the who, we want to know the where, we want to know the what. We want to know the character's how. We want a sense of her journey. And we want to understand... What makes it hard, right? These are the same elements you already know if you've taken my Write Your Screenplay class. These are the profound elements of structure. These are the the fundamental elements of structure. So you're not gonna be able to tell us all the plot, but we wanna know the kinds of things that happen, right? So you might list three choices. She does this, 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 and it all lead to that, right? You're giving us the high-level 20,000-foot view. Okay. The next element that we talked about is threat, right? You may or may not need to say the threat. It may be implied, right? If she wants to rob a bank, well, we already know where the threat is, right? But if, um, if there's an unlikely threat or a unique threat to the particular bank she's robbing, well, tell us that, Right? Um, So sometimes we can imply the threat, right? It's Jaws, right? We know, oh, well, there's a shark. It's going to eat people, right? But the threat of they won't shut down the beach because they don't want to lose the money, that's exciting, that's fresh, that's new, right? So you want to think about what's fresh and new in each of these elements. If it can be implied, then don't tell us. We get it. You want to find what's fresh and new, whether it's world, whether it's character, whether it's want, whether it's obstacle, you want to know, you want to give us something fresh and new and cool. The next element, right, is, and probably the most important in a pitch, is finds herself in this incredibly ironic situation, right? We, We need irony for pitches to work. Um, so this is one of the ways that pitches are very different than real life, right? In an actual script, sometimes your script works because the dialogue is just so freaking beautiful or it works because the character is so well rendered, or the journey, the execution is so good that it works, right? But in a pitch, we need to shorthand that, right? So we can get it in a couple minutes, right? So one of the ways that we do that is ironic twists right? Now, irony only works in relation to who the character is and what they want, right? If I don't know who she is and what she wants, then the ironic twist doesn't mean a damn thing to me, right? Because I don't know her, so how is it ironic? I don't know what she wants, so how is it ironic? I don't know the obstacles, so how is it ironic? But what ironic twists do is they help let us know that there is more up your sleeve than we expected when we first heard your pitch to so look for those ironic twists see if you can get hey i know where this is going a first ironic twist a second ironic twist and maybe even a third and you see that that's going to create start to create a feeling of journey in the piece of surprise of challenge of the piece going beyond where we expect it. So these are the basic elements. There are a million ways you can do it. If it's a buddy movie, you might need to do this for both buddies so we can understand how the pressure is. If it's an ensemble piece or or a show, you might need to do this real quickly for the different members of the ensemble, right? But you want to probably build your pitch around a main character first or around the two buddies first and then thread those other characters in to it, so that we can get to know it. So now you know the foundational elements of a pitch, right? These are the elements you're trying to land. Let's talk about the purpose of a pitch. The purpose of a pitch is to distinguish your piece from others in the genre and help people connect not only to your story, but also to you. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of your pitch is to distinguish your pitch from others in the genre and to help people connect not only to your script your pitch but also to you why is this important anything you're saying that's normal for this kind of genre is implied it's a heist movie well they're going to rob something right uh it is a romance well they're going to fall in love it's a romantic comedy it's all going to end well and we're going to feel like life is po- love is possible right um it's a thriller things are going to get scary right um, so if you find yourself saying things that you could imagine other people pitching this kind of piece, they have to overcome obstacles, right? Well, sure, right? There are a bunch of cool set pieces. Sure, right? But those are the things that everybody pitching this kind of thing is going to say. So if you think, well, everybody's probably saying that. Well, then your pitch isn't doing the primary thing it needs to do, which is to go, Hey, you think you know where you are. You're in a heist movie, but here's what's really cool about my heist movie. You think you know where you are, right? You're in this romance, but here's the really cool twist of my romance. It might be the characters. It might be the world. It might be the threat. It might be anything. You're the job of your pitch is to quickly let us kind of know where we are and then to show us where your piece, your character, your moment, your threat, your journey is unique. So you want to push anything that you feel is is implied. Don't bother to say it. Or if you do say it, say it in a cool way, in a way that feels only like your pitch. Okay, a couple more things that I'm going to give you. um. And again, you don't have to do all this perfect, by the way. Um, These events should be fun. This is a low-risk opportunity to share some cool stuff, right? So if you don't do all this perfect, great. Especially in our event, right? Yes, we're giving away prizes, right? But that's not really what it's about. What it's really about is about getting feedback, getting better. Learning in a low-stakes environment, right? Where you're surrounded by people who are rooting for you. And you're pitching people whose only job is and only concern is helping you get better. So you don't have to do all this perfect, but these are the ideas I want you to play with as you work on your pitch. Okay. So the next element you want your pitch to feel like your movie or like your show. If you're pitching a comedy, pitch it funny, right? Be funny. If you're pitching the kind of comedy that we laugh out loud, make us laugh out loud. If you're pitching the kind of comedy where we kind of smirk, make us smirk. If you're pitching the comedy where we're laughing but we feel bad about ourselves for doing it, pitch it so that we laugh but we feel bad for doing it, right? If you're pitching a thriller, make it scary. If you're pitching an action movie, make it adrenaline pumping, right? Come out with the energy of your piece and make sure the words you're saying fit the energy right? Don't come out and go, you know, it's a comedy about two of the dumbest guys in the world. They're really dumb, right? No, come out. I'm pitching you dumb and dumber, right? Come out and pitch dumb and dumber in a silly way. Make us laugh. Make the pitch feel like the piece. And this is potentially the most important element of pitching. If your pitch doesn't feel like the piece, we're not going to get the elements of the piece, Right? It doesn't matter if all your plot is perfect and everything's so pl- perfectly planned. We're buying a feeling, right? When we come to see a movie or a show, we want a feeling. And when we decide, oh, I want to read this script, it's because we believe that this writer, not only that they have a good idea, not only that they have a good plan for that idea, we want to believe that they can execute that idea. And the way you show us that is by pitching us like the script Feels if your piece is literary, better sound literary, right? If your pitch is is um, is quiet, right? If you're pitching remains of the day, well, you better it better be quiet and elegant, right? So, I want you to really make sure, have some fun, get loose, right? Pitch like your piece wants to be. Pitch like your pit, your piece wants to feel. That is the most important element of your pitch. So I've given you a bunch of things to play with. Now, there are hundreds of other things that we can talk about. We're going to spend three hours learning about pitching for free, December 7th, Pitch Festivus. Be there. screenplay.com slash pitch. will get you there. Um, so... Come check it out. It's going to be an amazing time. Um, and just so you know how it's going to work, come ready to pitch because we don't know who's going to get picked. We're going to put everybody's name who wants to pitch on a giant spinning wheel and we're going to pick people at random. Uh, the person who wins is going to get um, a free pitch consultation with me. It's worth $1,500. Uh Someone's going to win two months of my master class. Someone's going to win a foundation class, write your screenplay or write your TV series. So we're giving away some awesome prizes. But I want you to come and pitch even if you've never pitched before. In fact, especially if you've never pitched before. I want you to put your name in the hat. I want you to pitch if you feel scared to pitch. I want you to pitch if you feel like you're not good enough. I want you to pitch if you feel like Everyone's going to hate it. I want you to pitch if you feel like I tried as hard as I can but I haven't worked it out. I want you to come pitch because the only way to be good at this is to practice. And there is no safer, more nurturing, more loving environment than the group that you will find at our studio online on Thursday, December 7th. So come, have a good time Prep the best damn pitch you can. Make sure that you do make sure you can do it in less than three minutes, right? Give us, give us the heart of it. And we are going to help you make your pitch better. We're going to help you build the skills you need to succeed in this industry, right? Not just to be a great writer, but also to know not just how to win pitch fests, but also how to actually win pitch pitching in the room, how to get people to go, yeah, I want to read that, how to build connection, how to use NLP and mirroring to actually make people feel in rapport with you, how to overcome your fears of pitching. We're going to be covering all that stuff. So come check it out, com slash pitch. And of course, uh, if you are benefiting from this podcast, Uh, We have all kinds of ways that you can study with us. We have our ProTrack mentorship program that pairs you one-on-one with a professional writer who's going to literally mentor you through your entire career for the tiniest fraction of the cost of grad school. We have foundation classes for writers of all different levels. We have master classes for people who want a grad school level experience, and we do a great job of not leaving people behind. So come check us out. And let's have a great time.